What the is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beers and. Today, we're going to be talking about beers, beers and happy birthday, birthday America. America. That's you. America, Whoa. America, this Fuck is yeah. you. Boo, boo, doo, boo. boo. Just kidding. But no. Wow. It's not too bad here. Meh. Meh. Well, it depends on who you are. Yep. And where you live. And what you are and all that kind of good stuff. We should probably just stop it right there. Yep. Welcome in again, everyone. Welcome back. Beers and Podcast here. Alex and Nick. Hello. As always, you know, doing our spiel. Doing our thing. Our outrageous takes on everything. Yeah. Actually, that's that's a good way to put it. I think so. Outrageous takes on everything. Outrageous. Crazy taxi. Oh, I missed that game. It's a throwback. Callback. So we are having a a themed beer today, a birthday cake inspired ale. Exactly. Inspired by America's birthday. Correct. This uh, is uh, it's actually not. We we just picked it. No. Uh, we yep. We picked it up a while ago, and it just seemed we kept trying to figure out when we're going to work it in, and uh, just worked out very well. So it's called birthday suit. Correct. And it's uh, rusty rail. Brewing. That is very correct. What did you find out? Because I wasn't able to find anything on anything. So um, this has a sweet, subtle caramel malt flavor up front Ooh. with a creamy mouth feel and tons of vanilla and flaked oats oh, okay. for the finish. Oh, okay. Nice. I liked flaked oats in beer. Yeah. They're usually nice. like pillowy it or, like, or softer on the softer side. Um, you guys can come check out the cool can art at youtube.com slash beers and podcast. Or, uh, oh, yeah, look at that. It's a little uh, birthday can- birthday candle in a suit. Yeah, it's very nice. I actually have really didn't look at it. So I'm checking it out for the first time, too. And you can see my live reaction there on YouTube. Or you can come over to Instagram or TikTok at Beers and Podcast and uh, come check out the shenanigans there. Mm-hmm. And as always, we're on the Twitter at Beers and One and uh, on the Gmail at Beers and Podcast at gmail.com. I'm thinking uh, we were talking, too. Um, for those of you folks that are listening on Spotify, we might uh, be throwing this up on the Spotify video oh yeah that that's um now. that's gonna be something interesting to yeah uh, i think we're gonna finalize that god knows we've got to get the, into we've got the content i sat next to uh and i regret it now um on my flight most recently um out of philly i had sat next to a very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed um engineer from spotify uh it was like oh yeah like this was a flight on friday that's funny and i think he had just started like that previous tuesday he was very excited. Very That's excited. Awesome. Good for him. Yes. I wanted to remind him, sir, this is a spirit flight. <laughs> Let's bring it down a couple yeah, notches. Take, you left, leave your spirit out the door. Oh, God. Oh, God. I've got a good question for you today. What do you got? It might be a hard one, though. Okay. So do you have, over the years of your being alive, speaking of birthdays, a favorite birthday present that you've received? Oh, Oh wow, that's that's kind of interesting. Tough one. Uh yeah. Um, I know that I've got a couple like maybe like sentimental ones in mind. Um, but I will say actually, you know what? My my thirtieth birthday. Um, Nick and I took our first like really big trip. Um, I guess as a, as an entity. Um, okay. And fun. Yeah, and there were a couple like little surprises along the way that I wasn't expecting, and and that was, that was that was like really really we had we had dinner. I remember at least one night we walked into like the dining room and it was all kind of like set up. 
Oh, kinda, nice. Yeah, it was all kind of set up all nice, like, it was a little, like, candle and stuff like that. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, like, special. I, like, I, I, I don't want this to sound, like, trite, but, like, I am one of those people, like, I enjoy spending my birthday with other people and just that chance to kind of get together with friends and Definitely. family is very much uh, a gift in and of itself uh, because I think that I should be treasured by the world. Um, you are. I, I, as are you. Can I you, try to be. Ah, do you have a particular? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. On my 17th birthday, I got my first guitar. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think, I believe I asked for it or... It doesn't matter. Like I think, something along the lines yeah. of like my parents were like, do you want to learn how to play? And I was like, yeah, something like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing ever since. Perfect. Right. So Can't go wrong. Pivotal. Can't go wrong with a good birthday gift. Pivotal birthday gift for my life. Yeah. Uh, that's how we have our intro music and our outro music. Bingo. Bingo bongo. Bingo. Superstar. Alex Chula. I like, I like the can art quite a bit. You know, my favorite part is the uh, are the sprinkles on the lapels. Yeah. I think that's, it's that's a, a nice really touch. Cool touch. It's exactly. clearly funfettied, which everybody knows when in doubt. Best cupcakes. Funfetti the fuck out of it. Right. You know, that's always the best thing. And uh, makes the best cupcake. Makes the cake. best cupcake. However, when one is in their birthday suit, one is al nudo. Al natural. So I was expecting, if anything, maybe just for like a little like bar to kind of be over like the, the character. If that anything. would have been funnier, I think. I think so. A candle with a sensor bar. Rusty, you know, rusty rail. Not going to tell you how to do it. Haven't tried the beer yet. Definitely still love still love the can art because we all know I buy beer based on can art. So Correct. we did something right. So this is a 7.5%. It's just an ale. Yeah. It's referred to as a strong American ale, um, which, yeah, 7.5 says. I've had a few of those. Pretty, pretty strong. Like, uh, they smell exactly like this does. Are you a fan of, because I believe that's based off of like a vanilla cake. Is that what do you usually ask for? Like, uh, like cake wise? Yeah, I like interesting things. Yeah, I like red velvet. Okay. Um, or I'm not like a boring like vanilla, and uh, vanilla. Oh yeah, double vanilla. Like I'd rather like chocolate peanut butter. Oh yeah, that's something that's you know tried and true. Right. Okay. Or, like throw some bananas in there. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Now we're talking. Good. I'm not a big ice cream cake fan. No. But I do appreciate the the crunchies and the fudge. Unless it's an uh, an, an ice box cake, like an actual homemade ice box yeah, cake. Yeah, those I've always I, wanted to try one. Those I can get down on. Ever but, since we talked about them in refrigerators. Oh yes, yes, I've yes, wanted yes, an yes. ice box cake. Yeah. Otherwise, I agree with you. I'm not a big ice cream cake fan. No, take it or leave it. No, it's, it's always like the ice cream is just okay. Yeah, it's not like it's very good ice cream. You know, no offense to you, Fudgy the Whale or Cookie Puss, but or like Carvel, you know, or Carvel. Yeah. Carvel. 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 Am I from Tennessee? Tennessee. Carvel. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Let's see. But how's it, how is it, how are we smelling? This smells like a strong American ale. Ooh, it like does. Like actually. Yeah. And, I, and I've, I've had them before. Ooh, it does. It smells quite boozy. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Definitely. IBU's 25. So on the much more malty side. Yeah. Which I, I, I tend to like. So yes. let's see how we do. Cheers. And happy birthday to you, America. Happy birthday, American. Oh, you know what? Hmm. It tastes a little more birthday cakey than I thought it would. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to. To be perfectly honest with you, I was expecting a little bit more of an artificial kind of vanilla yeah, me too. flavor, and that's not there. They were spot on, I think, with 
that creamy mouthfeel, at least yeah. in the very beginning. I think it dissipates a little bit faster than I was expecting it to. Yeah. But it is a very, very full flavor. And you are getting, again, that malt. Boom. From that first sip. Yeah. You know, I actually, like, I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I would. The um, the vanilla, like you said, it's not artificial. And it's not overpowering, even though that's all that it is. You're right. And I think that's that's what I do like about it. And I think that helps with giving that perception of it not being an artificial flavor. It's got a really light, almost vanilla. Even, I am a sucker, I will say. I do like a good, like, moist, fresh, out of the oven, like, boxed vanilla cake. Oh, for sure. And this is what this has. You know, not too much vanilla. But it is. It's kind of light. It makes you savor a little bit. Yeah, definitely. It's I'm, it's almost like half aromatic, half taste. Yeah. Like I'm getting like a follow through yes. of it, but it also kind of like, it kind of fades away into a cream ale taste. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really backing up it's, the, the flavor. It's interesting. And I don't know if it's just because, I don't know if we've been relying on it maybe more ourselves, um, but, but let me tell you, I find that Untapped has really like kind of dropped the ball on some of these things recently. Yeah, I don't know if it's like... I mean, I know it's an aggregate. And, right. Like, is it the brewery? Because usually the descriptions come from from them. Is that what you're, is that what you're getting at? No, 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 no. More meaning... No, I, I think the rating. Like, I'm already oh. kind of leaning towards something that I think is, is a bit higher. And I think for it to have the level or for it to be at the level that it is or the rating that it is would say to me that there are some lower outliers yeah. that kind of brought it down just a little like bit. Almost 4,000 check-ins. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, think, it's, I think it might be a little low too. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, but I am. I think it's really nice. And you know what? Again, for a 7.5, not, it's not as, boozy, not as, it as boozy as it smells. And I think, again, that goes back to that malt. I think we're getting a lot of that smell from the malt itself yeah. uh, rather than from, uh, you know, the hops or anything like that. No, this is pretty good. I'm pleasantly surprised by this. Mm-hmm. Mm. I could have more than one of these because I I was anticipating for it to be, how can I put it? It's birthday cake inspired, but it doesn't have, I think, the my least favorite part about cake a lot of times is usually the icing because i find that icing is usually too far 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 too sweet yeah and that doesn't have this at all i think that's why i opt for like red velvet because it's it's got the cream cheese yes icing yes you get that little tang a little relief from the Mm -hmm. from from some of the sweetness yeah yeah oh i I would go back for like a second one of these too i think it's pretty decent i'm not a lot higher than the no untapped but i'm higher i think that's low yeah, I think that's all. I think what what are they in there right now? Three seven? Three, three six six, yeah. Oh, three six six. Yeah, three Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I was I was thinking just a little bit like three eight, three nine. Yeah. I was leaning around the three eight, three yeah, eight five. I'll call it three eight five. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It's it's good. I didn't expect it to be this color. Although, I love the color. Although I didn't know it was a strong ale. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. I love I really like the color because it is. It's it's it reminds me of like a West Coast IPA. It it is. It, it's not terribly. Yeah. Would you consider it hazy? Like, uh, no. Actually, West Coast IPAs are typically not hazy. Oh well, then spot on, good sir. Well done. That's why they brought me. I'm I'm learning so much still. I learned I learn stuff all the time when I'm with you. I likewise. I don't know what the hell that thing was called last episode. The rain. Not not rain pour. 
Are you ready to take a ray? Rainbow style. What was the Detroit? Uh, oh, the Nang Rouge. The Nang Rouge. The Nang. I would love <laughs> the Rainbow. There are there are so many events. I think that you and I have talked about too. Like I would. We need to do a, a beers and road trip. Oh snap! That would be awesome if it we wouldn't be able to drink. But if it was just a road trip, like just us in the car and like clips of well, the who would, well we wouldn't we, i don't okay well let me reiterate then we wouldn't drink and drive right we would drink along the way oh that's funny i you went immediately to drinking and driving no but i'm like i went immediately to in the car podcast except it's not oh we can't drink we could always switch on and off that's true that would be funny I feel like that would also just get annoying for one of us after a oh, while. Oh, 100%. I'm definitely sure that if it was, even if we switched off every other day. The other one's just in the in the passenger seat, hammer. Pull over. I must Wait, pull over. I have, to, I have to pee. French fries, something. So they have bacon. Do you have French fries? Do you know French fries? I need the French, no fries. No, that's not true. No, I think it's true. Oh, it's true. It's Do you know that true. the uh, Caesar salad was created in Tijuana? Love it. Love it. This is the kind of shit you get on Beers End Podcast. Why have you not told your friends yet? This is pretty good. Damn it. It seems like it's making you a little angry, but it's pretty good. I'm angry at I'm angry at them. Because <laughs> this is how you connect with an audience. It's not, it's not their birthday. It's not their birthday. Damn right. Unless, of course, it is. In which case, happy birthday. Happy birthday if it is on the time of your listening. So, obviously, uh, again, you guys are listening to this on July the 5th. So, yesterday was the 4th of July. We are recording this just a little bit earlier. So, the 4th yes. of July has yet uh, to come. But God. can I tell you something? Sure. Second favorite holiday. I love the 4th of July. And what was your first? New Year's Eve. Oh, we, I knew I love this. New Year's Eve. I knew this. But I love... 4th of July. Yeah, you do. Outside, barbecues, cornhole. I love I love a good uh, you know, can jam. Oh, oh you get a good adult oh. slip and slide going. Love a good can jam. I take my shoes off the second I get anywhere and leave them off. It's always a struggle to find them at the end of the day. Yep, because they're in the grass and the grass is just taller than the yep. shoes. Always. Yeah. Always. Oh, oh, this sounds nice. Love Love, I can't wait for the weekend. Love it. It is supposed to be a very uh, not good weather weekend. Oh, is that unfortunately. so? If I'm not last, I had checked. Yes. Um, oh, but that's. I love fireworks. You have any plans? Yeah, I think we're gonna go. Uh, I think we're gonna be out of town. Oh, okay. We're gonna go out to uh, Lancaster. Oh, uh, that's right. We out, were talking about that. Out to the Amish. I forgot that that was this weekend. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's the yeah. the, the calendar is just. That's oh yeah, flying by. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Flying by. So would you like to kick things off for us? I uh, would sir? love to. Please do. Fireworks and freedom. Ah, oh, that's what America does. Yes, it is. Yes, I mean, it is. Freedom, as long as you're not a woman, I guess. At this as point. long as you are not a woman or a minority, we'll get into yes. that later. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll we'll save that. So, like the last few years, um, the pandemic really put a damper mm-hmm. on everyone's plans. So, like this year, luckily, the vaccines kind of paved the way for most people to get back on the road and. Go see your family and friends. Yeah, which just in time for gas to be at the, the price that it's at. Right, exactly. But we'll save that for later on, Co- too. Coincidental timing. <laughs> um, so this is evidenced by the 48 million U.S. citizens that are anticipating to travel over 50 miles this Independence Day to go see family, friends. 48 million. Yeah. And th- those are just the folks that are reportedly going to be driving. 50 plus miles. Oh, no, uh, traveling 50 plus oh, miles. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. So, any, so any mode of travel for uh, longer than 50 what? miles. 
What is our population? Isn't it about? I'm gonna get there. Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. So, I'm jumping so, the gun. By the way, all these statistics are from WalletHub.com. Okay. So I did not make these up. Um, every Fourth of July, Americans eat 150 million hot dogs, oh. which, which is actually less than I thought it would be, considering Joey Chestnut can have 76 in 10 minutes. That's true. Although, how? Oh my God! How many nitrates does one need to like put in their body? Until. Until yeah. Until what? Death. Yeah. Well, probably more than 76 hot dogs. Probably. So this fourth specifically, it is expected that nearly $7.7 billion will be spent on food and then another $1.4 billion on beer and wine. Love it. Last year, $2.4 billion was spent on fireworks. Wow. And believe it or not, 66% of firework injuries occur between the month, uh, occur within a month of the fourth. Oh, I believe that. Oh, yeah, because you, you buy them and you got to test them. Then you got to actually have the day of. Right. And then you got a couple leftovers. Some leftovers, exactly. Of course. So back in 1776, there was roughly 2.5 million U.S. residents spread across the 13 colonies. As we know, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. In 2020, we had 329.5 million wow. throughout the 50 states. Wow. So there are currently 100 places in the U.S. with either freedom, liberty, independence, or eagle in their name. Town, city. How many? I'm sorry. What was the number again? 100. That's it. I thought it would be a lot more. I would have thought so too. Yeah. 100 places with one of those in the name. Um, At this point, 43% of adults are extremely proud to be American. Really? That's compared to 69% in 2003. Okay, I could definitely buy that. I see that. I could definitely buy that. And right now, 72% of adult Americans feel like the country is going in the wrong direction. Not to, and I'm not questioning in the slightest, but I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that I I heard, maybe it was even this morning, that that number ticked up. Oh, really? Unless, Unless they had framed it as maybe nearly 80 percent okay. in which case that's still tracked but but still three quarters that means three out of four americans are like mm, no, no not doing so great nope not thank doing you so great. uh yeah i think the the <laughs> article that i read was from um just last month okay just about a month ago okay so it's possible that number wow has gone up since then Jesus uh moving back to food <laughs> so this is fun in 2021 americans spent 675 million dollars on beef alone 281 million on chicken 137 million on bacon 90 million on tomatoes 76 million on hot dogs and 39 million on turkey holy shit july 4th is america's number one beer drinking holiday i probably could have guessed that okay definitely um and obviously the one with the most fireworks yep you would say yes yeah so there are more than sixteen thousand firework displays on the fourth really across the country over 3 million people watch it from the Hudson. Oh, uh, wow. From the Hudson it's River. that many people that watch it? Yeah, I didn't realize it? that many people could fit like on the, the outer banks well, of the I guess Hudson if River, you, I guess. I mean, I guess if you think about it, you know, there are the folks on the New York side and the folks on the Jersey side as right. well. Wow. Right. Um, it's estimated that Macy's spends over $6 million on their fireworks spectacular every year. Um, in 2018, speaking of Macy's, a record number of... 6,000 police officers were employed to work wow. the, uh, to, you know, patrol the fireworks. Fun fact. 
for us, if anything. We grew up with, um, you know, having grown up where we did, um, Red Bank used yeah. to always have their firework festival. Which it was, was called Kaboom Fest, which was awesome. Don't remember that. That was the, and I didn't know this until after the fact, because uh, they think they ceased doing it maybe 2016 Something like that. Um, it was the second largest firework display on the East Coast after Macy's. No way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was always that a, was a um, huge. That was a huge thing huge when we were kids. Event. Yeah, huge. I remember be, oh. being underage. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I, I this maybe was like one of the first ten times that I've ever had like alcohol. Oh yeah, and I just remember I'll never forget this. First off, the Red Bank is shoulder to shoulder Ooh. in the street. In the street. In the street, you can't even move. So I'm at the 7-Eleven. Of course. <laughs> and it's the only place like in, in that area that'll let people go to the bathroom mm-hmm. in there. And I get inside and people have been going to the bathroom there, I don't know, for years, oh. probably at this point, in days. They wouldn't let me go. Oh, no. They were like, you can't. No, sorry, you can't. you can't. I was like, what do you mean? There's like other people in here using the bathroom. Like, what do you mean I can't go? And I really had to go. Oh, my God. So like, they refused. So I, like, went around the side of the building and pissed on the wall. I was going to say, I have a distinct memory myself of going to the bathroom in multiple places around Red Bank during Kaboom Fest. Apparently, it gets, uh, it's hairy. I was... Well, not anymore. It, 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 fast forward 30 seconds if you want. I'll never forget taking the train back one year. And someone had pulled the emergency brake. So we came to a stop. And I'll never forget, I'm sitting with our buddy Dan and Kyle. And I are all in this like three-seater. And all of a sudden, we feel, feel, oh, mind you, like just like a like a, a mist, if you will, on the back of our like legs. And some young lady, unfortunate gal, had had been sick. And it was like, oh, no, like they just pulled the and we're in between stations. That is nothing we can. And I mean, and I'm sure, again, we've we've all, you know, been there. But like this poor 15 year old, 14 year old girl, like, oh, God, you know, that's um, what are you doing? And just like now that I'm thinking about it, that's one of the worst situations to be in Mm -hmm. because like you're on a train. So the air is not going anywhere. Nope. Especially when you're stopped. You better hope you're not on a hill. Oh. Yeah. Gross. God almighty. Yeah, I know. God almighty. So did you know that $5 million is the minimum insurance coverage recommended for firework shows? Really? Minimum? Minimum recommended. $5 million of insurance. I mean, I would believe it. It costs anywhere from $5,000 to $250,000 to throw a municipal firework display. Wow. There's only one state, however, that bans all fireworks still. Oh, all right. Hang on. Because I know that we can... I'll be can... impressed if you, if you... All right. So we can buy them here now in New Jersey. Now there's... Yeah, there's... Um, I don't know if they're all legal. Probably not. I'm going to say... It's close. It's a close state. I was going to say, I'm thinking it was somewhere uh, like in the... Nor- I'm going to say, it's, is, it, is it somewhere like slightly random? Is it like Delaware? No, close though. It's Massachusetts. I was going to say them, but I kind of figured like Boston. You think that they would be a little yeah, yeah ahead of it. Yeah, apparently they're not. So all fireworks are still banned for like personal use. Yes. Okay. Because yep. I guess that makes sense. Because again, I think in Jersey, we only were allowed to start buying them for four years ago. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fairly recently. So on the fourth, 
because of all the fireworks, there is a 42% decrease in air quality. Wow. A- across the country. Holy shit. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's terrible. A lot. Right, that's a lot. Um, and a little over 1,000 ER visits, uh, 1,030 to be exact, occur on the 4th due specifically to fireworks injuries. And then my last little stat, a ridiculous 97% of imported fireworks are from China. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I love that. Because that's who makes them the best. They're the ones that I think like invented the... the they invented the, the that fireworks. That would make sense. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that like invented That would make fireworks. sense. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. And the insurance price makes sense, too, because I was thinking about it. I was like, what is a firework? It's gunpowder, essentially. It's right. just gunpowder like, that... What could go wrong? Yeah, right? Like, I've never heard any story where gunpowder exploding doesn't go poorly at all. Right. Oh, God. So, yeah, how about that, huh? I love that. You know, the, the most staggering number for me... Was that how Honestly, much how much beef we were buying? Well, I mean, yeah, that's high too. But like, I thought it'd be more on beer and wine. But you said it was one point two, one point four, I think. <coughs> Excuse, Excuse you. Oh well. Um. Yeah. Why well, can't I find it now? Uh. I think it was one point four. One point four billion on beer and wine. Yep. One point, dude. One point four B with like billion with a B though. Like that's it, higher than some like. But then when like, you show me like seven point seven million billion in food, I think like wow. But like yeah, I know we buy more food, but liquor is more expensive. But I guess liquor is not included. I mean, if you also think about like uh, people over the drinking age, then at that point, like I got to assume that probably. And I guess for under. You yeah. Know, you buy food like, for kids. Kids got to eat too, but still, I mean, you're you're. You're right. It's a lot. It's still a lot. It's a lot. That's more than probably most states like GDP at the end of the day, realistically. So I um, I went through and it is obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but it is, it is our Independence Day. And uh, as we learned from a previous episode, uh, again, the 4th of July is simply when the Declaration of Independence was approved signed, by the Congress. Yep. No, nope, yep. not signed. I'm sorry, not signed. That was two months later. Correct. It's when it was approved by Congress. Um, so celebrating our Independence Day. There, there were Day. 83 revisions or 86. Yeah, there were quite a few because if I'm not mistaken, actually, it was uh, George Mason. No, Jane. Yeah, George Mason um, was a big like contributor to... I believe the Declaration of Independence, um, and subsequently the Constitution, and a lot of his parts that did build in significantly more equality for women and for like people of color were like overlooked, removed, removed. Really? He, he actually became like quite a pariah as wow. a result because he was like, "Wait a second, should we really be if we're, if we're gonna like write in this stuff about like God and whatnot? Shouldn't we kind of just acknowledge all?" Yes, but we weren't. Yes, in fact, yeah, but we weren't there. And if your answer is not yes, please stop watching. Please stop listening. Yeah, you're you're not for us. Um, However, you know, today uh, or again, Fourth of July, we celebrate our Independence Day. Uh, However, it is also the Independence Day for the Philippines. The same day. Well, maybe not the same year, but the same. Correct. Not the definitely not the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the same day. So the Philippines was proclaimed an independent country. With the signing of the Treaty of Manila in 1946. Wow. Not even 100 years old. Nope. Who do you think they got their independence from? Let's see. 
No idea. That's I'm right. I'm so bad with this stuff. That's okay, because I didn't know this either. It was us from the United States of America. No kidding. Yep. I didn't learn that in school. Yep. I'm, and my entire piece on this was going to be summed up by how the hell did we go through all of school? And not to be that guy, but I was like... I took some. I took some like. I took some like upper level. You took AP Euro. Yeah, I took AP Euro. I took AP American History. Like I took some pretty high level history classes. Um, So yeah, so they got independence from us. And I said historical irony is fun, isn't it? Um, For the people on the right side, I guess so. So for some general background, so during the Spanish American War, which lasted between April and August of 1898. Uh, Commodore George Dewey had defeated the Spanish Pacific Squadron at the Battle of Manila Bay on May 1st of 1898. So following this victory, an announcement of an allegiance between U.S. forces and Filipino forces was announced, along with a Filipino general by the name of Emilio uh, Aguinaldo had declared Philippine independence on June 12th of 1898. Despite his declaration of independence, neither the U.S. nor Spain acknowledged it because it was from Spanish rule previously. So at the time of his declaration, some 12,000 U.S. troops were sent to the islands to assist the Filipinos, uh, the Filipino forces defeat the last of the Spanish. Despite that, they did not get along well. So a lot of times what would happen, or at least was kind of acknowledged, is that that there would be some kind of, you know, camaraderie that would kind of develop like, hey, I don't know you, you don't know me, but we're both trying to, you know, beat that guy. Right. Um, That did not seem to be the case. So according to uh, Major Cornelius Gardner, quote, and again, well, I'll just read the quote. I'm not going to read it in totality. Because it's 2022 and I am white. Oh, that bad, huh? Oh. According to Major Cornelius Gardner, quote, Almost without exception, soldiers and also many officers refer to the natives in their presence as N-words. And natives are beginning to understand what the word N-word means. So U.S. forces were going around using epitaphs to the people that they were helping, and all of a sudden these folks were starting to realize, like, hey, this, that's not, that doesn't mean, like, friend. And or, what year was this? 1898. This was during the uh, Spanish-American War. So the Spanish-American War then had ended with the signing of the Treaty of Paris, again, like I said, in August of uh, 1898, where Spain relinquished what was left of their empire um, and ceded Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippines to the United States. So along with that, tensions then continued to grow, including uh, when Aguinaldo, that that general, um, or the Filipino general, had declined to attend, ironically enough, a 4th of July celebration when he was addressed as general rather than president in a written invitation. No. So during another meeting... Aguinaldo had bluntly asked Brigadier General Thomas Anderson, quote, does the United States intend to hold the Philippines as dependencies? To which Anderson replied, quote, I cannot answer that. But in 122 years, we have established no colonies. 
I leave you to draw your own inference. So you gonna take you you gonna take us over as a colony? Well, we've never done that before, so you know you can find out on your own. Okay. So with the turn of the 20th century, there was acknowledgement that the peoples of the Philippines wanted independence, but those in the U.S. government didn't think they could be because there were so many different like groups. Uh, even though they were willing to take steps to eventual independence. So eventually the U.S. had passed something that was known as the Jones Law in 1916, which allowed for the first fully elected Senate in the Philippines, but the executive branch uh, would continue to be headed by an appointed governor general who would always be an American. Governor general. Yep, a governor general would always be... That sounds like... uh... Martial law. Well, I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, I guess how like technically, if you think about it, the president is kind of both the head of state and the head of the military. So it's actually kind of like okay. one of those things. So, oh, okay. Because I, I read that at first the same way, and then I was like, mm, not entirely. No, it's more like two powers together. Exactly. Instead. Okay. Interestingly enough, the first governor general also happened to be installed on July fourth of 1901 and was William Howard Taft. No way. Yep, before he was president. Good old Taffy. Good old Taft, the fat one. Uh, so by 1934... It's from all the Taffy. From all the... Oh, from all the Taffy. It's oh, yeah. Taffy. That's why he, that's how he got stuck in the bathtub. Right. All that Taffy. So by 1934, the Tidings McDuffel Act, which I love the fact that there was a McDuffel in our... Uh, which sounds like something... Like, I like T and I like the other word, the other name more. Oh, Tidings? Yeah. Tidings, and it's T-Y-D-I-N-G-S. McDuffel. Um, so that act was established in 1934 and was established to pave the way for formal independence to be established within 10 years' time thus ushering in a period of the Philippines being considered a commonwealth. So like we we had like they had autonomy but we were still in charge. Right. Um so following occupation by the Japanese during World War II, the final proposal from the Tidings McDuffel Act was completed uh with President Truman issuing Proclamation 2695 recognizing the independence of the Philippines on July 4th of 1946. That is so random. I had no idea. And it came with a lot of like strings attached. Like we were still allowed to have like, you know, oh, of course. military bases and things along those lines. But yeah, we essentially, we controlled the Philippines for a roughly 50 year period because we didn't think that they could do it on that their they own. could do it on their own. Yeah. Yep. Fun stuff, right? Isn't that nice when uh, other people make choices for, for you? The thing that I find to be, I think really compelling with that is that Spain had also given up like Cuba. And again, there was a big part like where we wanted to have Cuba as well, right, right. but that they gave up or they ceded Puerto Rico and Guam, and Guam as well. We still have like Puerto Rico is, you know, technically only got as far as where the yeah. Philippines got in the thirties. Yep. And Guam is, Actually, don't, US, I don't know. Guam is, is, it US, US territory? is a U.S. territory. That I didn't yep. know. Yep. Wow. So they're even further behind. Yep. Absolutely. Oof, uh, yep. 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 All right. Well, I'm going to take us to uh, something slightly more topical. Oh, okay. If if you even thought that we can go that far. Listen, there's so much. There's so much shit. But I'm I'm going to get there. So we we're talking about America's birthday, Independence Day, 
great movie. Oh, yes. Fantastic movie. Yes. Right? Star-studded cast. Yeah, just it just slaps slaps it you slaps. right in the face. It slaps. It slaps. Right, exactly. Um, so Independence Day, film came out on July 3rd, uh, 1996. Wow. Uh, although they did release it in some places on July 2nd because that's actually the, the day that the plot in the movie starts. Oh, I didn't know Two that. Days I before, forgot that. You know, and I didn't realize it only takes place over like until like f- the fourth. Oh, the whole movie. Oh, I don't think I realized it's been it's, it's been forever. some time it's been, it's been since forever. I've seen it. Yeah, right. So, star-studded cast, headlined by Jeff Goldblum, yes, Bill Pullman, and my focus, Will Smith, Mr. Will Smith, Will Smith. So, I'm sure Welcome most to Earth. I'm sure most of you are aware. Uh, on March 27th this year, 2022, Will Smith had an incident. Let's call it in a forum that I would say displayed it for the world, more or less. So at the 94th Academy Awards, Will Smith shocked the world when he slapped Chris Rock across the face on stage during Rock's um, presentation for best documentary. Good Lord. So right in the middle of it. So what happened, the slap was in response to a joke that Chris Rock made about Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved head. Which she she had been shaving since last year, twenty twenty one, due to alopecia. You know, right. You know what alopecia is? Yes, I do. Okay, so it's it's a hair loss um, disease. So later that evening, Will Smith, I didn't know this, won Best Actor. Oh yeah. Oh like yes. Like Forty minutes later. Oh yeah. And then apologized to the Academy and the other nominees for you know his incident, in, in his acceptance speech, but not Chris Rock. The following day. He issued another apology to the Academy, and this one to Chris Rock through social media. Yeah. Oh, come on. But then he resigned his Academy membership not a, even a week later. So this is on April, I think it was April 4th or okay. 3rd. Um, otherwise facing suspension or expulsion, and now faces a 10-year ban from Academy events, which began on April 8th. Good Lord. So in a statement from the Academy on the 30th of March, so three days after the incident... They said that Will Smith was asked to leave repeatedly, but refused. This, however, is not true. This was opposed by others who were there, and in their words, were in the room, and they stated that no one ever came to ask Will Smith to leave, either directly or like through hmm. a representative. Yeah. Okay? After the event, all other nominees, actors, whoever attended, they were advised to only speak on their performance and their work as to not say anything you know further into this this mess that was created yeah um so what really happened was there was a disagreement between academy leaders and this dude named will packer who is the producer i guess for the show or for the academy or something yeah so he so what had happened was is that he didn't want will smith to be taken out yeah because he didn't think that chris rock would want that so because of the disagreement between Will Packer and the people who were leading the Academy, that's why nothing was ever done. Really? So Yeah. And, and, that, and I don't know about that really because if someone just slapped me in the face in front of a bunch of my peers, I'd probably want them out of the room. But you know what I think the, the issue is, is the fact is like he made this call based on what he thought someone else was going to want right, right. rather than like, let me go and speak with this person who's here, who's right. here right. in the moment. I, 
So LAPD was prepared to arrest Will Smith on charges of battery, but Chris Rock did not want to press charges. He was actually asked repeatedly if right. he wanted to, and he said no. Um, around 1 a.m. that evening, that I guess that morning, uh, a video came out of Will Smith like dancing his ass off to his song, Get Jiggy With It. Oh, God. Like, you know, looking really happy. Like, yeah. he was celebrating almost. That's what the, the tabloid said. And this, you know, kind of uh, led journalists to really question his motives or, you know, his, was his remorse really true? So it did not end here, however. Yeah. As the repercussions of this slap, he's still seeing them. Um, it really made waves into his life. So on May 4th, Roku canceled a show called This Joker. Hmm. which I had never heard of. Um, it's a comedy that I believe was on its second season. So it said they... Was he in it? Yeah. Oh. It said that they claimed that this had nothing to do with it. But, it, you know, it kind of came yeah, at the same time. Yeah, timely. Right, it kind of came at the same time, exactly. Um, so it was actually produced by Will Smith, and he still had no say in keeping it. Oh, wow. Netflix also halted uh, production on a thriller named Fast and Loose, where he was supposed to play a crime boss, but one who loses his memory. So that stopped. Um, there was also a report that I Sony... Want, I still want to see that because that sounds... I think that sounds that awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think that sounds awesome. That's a great concept for a movie. Um, Sony paused production on Bad Boys 4. Oh, good. And well, Apple we, TV we Plus won't comment... Yeah, we don't. Apple TV Plus won't comment on the film Emancipation, which is supposed to release this year. It's such a sad scenario. Yeah. Because in real life, because let's let's not beat around the bush. Again, when you're a celebrity, it is completely different than when you are a, a, a plebe. Definitely. You know, there was a way, A, to react to the joke. There was a way to react then to the slap. And then there was a way to react afterwards mm -hmm. there the, I, I don't think that there's much wiggle room personally for any of them and yeah. the man stepped on his dick by not just making an apology yeah probably <sighs> so speaking of apologies this was actually his official ap apology statement now yeah. so my actions at the 94th academy awards presentation were shocking painful and inexcusable the list of those I have hurt is long and includes Chris, his family, many of my dear friends and loved ones, all those in attendance, and global audiences at home. I betrayed the trust of the Academy. I deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work. I am heartbroken. I want to put the focus on those who deserve attention for their achievements and allow the Academy to get back to the incredible work it, it does to support creativity and artistry in film. And there was a little bit more. And then at the end, he concluded it with, so I am resigning from membership in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and will accept any further consequences the board deems appropriate. Change takes time, and I'm committed to doing the work to ensure that I never again allow violence to overtake reason. Tough situation. I, I, I get it. I get it. Sure. I understand that I could just imagine realistically in a public forum someone ever said anything about your wife the way that you would respond 
Someone ever said anything about my partner the way I might respond. But there is a certain decorum that still comes along with it. Like, mm-hmm. and especially when you know that it is a comedian up there. Right. A comedian who I can guarantee I'd put money on the fact that you have drank with and laughed with and worked with. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. one of those things that that's insane to me. Insane. I know because like you 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 don't want to downplay the fact that it wasn't a good comment and the fact that like Will Smith not that he had a right to go slap him but like you know he was defending but also on the other side like you said there is a proper etiquette to have especially when you're in the eyes of the entire world for everyone to see on live TV so yeah, it's... and I guess it's also one of those things where, like, t- to me, you know, part of the 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 reaction I think being overblown was from the perspective of he didn't make a joke about Jada Pinkett being bald as a result of alopecia. Right. He didn't do that. Right. He didn't do that. That I can almost turn around. You know, if, you know, if he had. Okay, That's now, where, now we're yeah. exactly like you know if you're making someone from making fun of someone for being bald because they're they're going through chemo, right? Yeah, dude, like back off, like they're they're literally going through something that they can't control. Yeah, that's when we've encroached territory of like, okay, Agre- now yeah. sure, go ahead. You want to exactly. punch the face? Go for it. Gotcha. But otherwise, no, get out. Split second decision that's probably going to haunt him for. How how many steps do you have to take onto that stage, knowing you're on live television before you before like is there that point where you like take those two steps and you're like, if I take another one, I can't turn back. Right. But even yeah. then, you could have walked right up to him and stopped and turned around and sat back down in your seat to yeah. show the same anger. It's I true. Know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. No. No. Well, no. sticking with our film theme, however. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, are you familiar with this? Is actually, I, I do love this movie. Are you familiar with Born on the Fourth of July? Only like in passing. Okay. I don't, I don't know anything about it. All right. So it is a 1989 film that was directed by Oliver Stone and had starred uh, Tom Cruise, Kira Sedgwick, and Willem Dafoe. It was the second. Oh yeah. What a and, cast. Oh yeah, and there's a couple of other folks you know thrown in there as well. Uh, so it was the second in Stone's trilogy about the Vietnam War. So he had done Platoon, oh. uh, then he did Born on the Fourth of July, and then he had done uh, Heaven and Hell. Um, so it chronicles a 20-year period of a man by the name of Ron Kovic from childhood um, up through his service and paralysis from the war and then his transition into an anti-war activist. So filming had taken place over 65 days and went over its initial budget of $14 million to nearly $18 million. So over $4 million, it's a pretty big budget to blow. Uh, but it did pay off. Uh, the film wound up grossing $162 million worldwide and earned a slew of Oscar nominations, including um, a Best Actor nomination, which was the first for Tom Cruise. Um, and Oliver Stone actually wound up winning the award for best director for the film. So the film itself is actually based on a true story and a memoir of the same name by Ron Kovic. So Ron Kovic has an incredible, really does have one of those like stories where you're like, that man deserves a movie, you know, to be made. 
So he had actually first volunteered for service and was sent to South Vietnam in December of 1965. And while he was there, he took part in 22 long-range reconnaissance, uh, reconnaissance missions into enemy territory. For that, he was awarded the Navy Commendation Medal. So after his first tour of 13 months, he went home, but volunteered to go back and do a second tour of duty. During that tour, on January 20th of 1968, his reconnaissance squad was besieged by enemy forces. Most of his unit had deserted at that point, once they came under fire. He was first shot in the right foot, which took out his heel, and then again through the shoulder, which had resulted in a collapsed lung and a oh spinal cord injury leading to his being paralyzed from the chest down. Wow. The first Marine that had gone to go and try and save him was killed instantly after being shot, shot through the heart. Um, and then it took a, a second Marine to like run out, grab him and bring him back to safety. Uh, and for this, he had received uh, the Bronze Star and a Purple Heart. By the end of the war, however, which uh, ended in 1975, he became one of the best-known anti-war activists, having been arrested 12 times for political protests uh, after he first began attending peaceful demonstrations. Uh, and the first one that he went to was a demonstration um, immediately after and for the Kent State shootings. Of course, the Kent State shootings when four uh, college students were killed at Kent State uh, in Ohio, killed by um american forces excuse me that's perfectly fine when uh when nixon sent in the national coffee. guard we're we're almost there no 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 coffee now um play he was first arrested after refusing to leave a california draft office in 1971 um like he went to the draft office and was basically there like saying this is a death wish you are sending men and boys to be killed you are signing their death certificate wow. when you go out there and went on uh then in 1974 to lead a group of disabled veterans who were all wheelchair bound on a 17-day hunger strike in the office of california senator alan cranston which didn't end until the head of the VA finally agreed to meet with the protesters. Because basically he was saying, he was like, you're sending everybody out there. They're being maimed. They're being killed. They're being paralyzed like all of us here. When we get back, you're not doing a goddamn thing for us. Right. So the head of the VA finally like left DC to fly to LA to break you know, the strike to go ahead and, and address the protesters. Uh, he had continued, again, to be uh, an activist and outspoken against unjust wars. He was a really vocal critic of uh, the invasion of Iraq um, under George W. Bush. Wow. Um, and the film, which he had helped adapt from his memoir, had earned him the Oscar for Best Screenplay. He won the Oscar for Best Screenplay. No way. He was awarded the trophy at the at the award ceremony on January 20th of 1990. 22 years to the day 
that he sustained his injuries in Vietnam. Wow. Yep. Two days after my birthday. The two days after your birthday. And and six, six after, after mine. Yours. God, I forgot my own birthday for a second. <laughs> and he's he's still out there. He's still crushing it. I mean, wow. if you think of, like I saw a photo of him like from the 70s. Think Lieutenant Dan, but like he still had his legs, uh, but... Think Lieutenant Dan. Long hair. Really? You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy was a... This is a dude who volunteered. Dude. Yeah. He wasn't drafted. He volunteered yeah. twice. Wow. Twice. Uh, yeah. So I was and like... And then he fought for it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good for him. Love it. Still alive. Still alive. Still, Still kicking. Protesting. Still protesting, baby. You you know it. You know it. Good for him. Yeah, right? So actually, I don't, I don't have anything else, but um, I did want to talk about... Because you know... America's birthday, freedom, liberty, the things we're supposed to and, have. And justice for all. Right, right. And, uh, you know, recently we've had this whole thing go on. In case you've been living under a rock, Roe v. Wade was overturned. And if you don't know what that means, it essentially um, takes women's rights away from their body. Mm-hmm. So now luckily, it's still up to state legislation. And there are some states that are protected. Mm-hmm. I think that's the term. Um, but it's just a really sad time to like to be here in this country and like think that we're so progressive and feel like, or at least hope that we're moving in the right direction. But then stuff like this happens and you're like, what are we in 1945? Like it's 2022. You know, it's insane to me to think about a place that I'm living that I like my friends, I don't surround myself with people who are what's the word I'm looking for. Closed minded. So no. like it's, it's hard for me to imagine anyone who could still be that way, especially people who are in charge of the country and keeping all of our rights and liberties where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. under our belts, where they're not going anywhere. It, uh, it is, if I'm not mistaken at this point, I believe it's uh, nearly half of the states uh, at this point. Is that what it is? St- half, half? It, I be- want to say that if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's that uh, 13 states have what was referred to as like trigger laws. So if Roe v. Wade was ever overturned, that it would automatically make it illegal in their state. And then another, uh, I believe it's, it's, it's either 22 altogether or an additional 22 that have provisions uh, built in there that would essentially make it impossible for a woman to rightfully, justly, safely uh, obtain uh, an abortion. Right, and I think that's like something that people forget about. You know, like, sure, you know, I don't want to get too topical, but sure, rape plays into this, like abortion because of rape. But like, not only that, but I don't know about more often oh, well, than not. And in some states, and not to cut you off, I apologize. Uh, sincerely, you apologize because um, I appreciate you you bringing it up. Uh, in some states, doesn't matter anymore. No, no, it doesn't. Right, doesn't matter anymore. But, but like, even though that's something that we always think about first. Yeah, you know, like it's not only it. There are some situations where the mother's life needs to be saved, and mm-hmm. like that, and no longer that matters. Child shouldn't be born or can't be born right or there there are the situations now where uh you know a a a gynecologist uh can identify you know 
that the viability of the child outside of the womb is not possible. Right. And that mother is going to be forced to deliver that child who will not live. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, and that's a, that's a sad thing. Um, and I know this is coming from, you know, two men, uh, but two men who give a shit. And uh, one of which, uh, who, who knows? Looking down the line, could have certain rights taken away as well. So uh, you never know. Make sure, folks, uh, you please keep fighting the good fight. I mean, I don't know, but you know, there, there are a lot of groups out there that are trying to. Dude, there's it, God, there's just an entire. There are only almost two generations of women who have never known the horror, and truly the horror, because those stories are are, are you know fucking terrible of what folks used to go to. But there are two generations of women that have never had to know what it is like to go to uh, a back alley abortionist. Uh, and you, you, I knew you were going to say that before you even said it. Uh, and we've just taken that away from them. Yep. We've just taken that away from them. So if, uh, you know, you, you've got one side that seems to think this is great. You've got another side that seems to be using this as, a, as an opportunity for donations. And I think the only thing I can say is, listen, if, if you haven't been angry about anything and haven't had a reason to get up and go out somewhere, something that we've just taken, maybe not for granted, I don't want to say taken for granted, but something that we've known for the past 40 some odd years was just ripped away. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that anything else at this point, precedent no longer matters. Right. No longer matters. Pretty much. That that's that's the road we're going down, and that's what scares me. At Petra, uh, these these, and again, we're gonna we're gonna try and reel it in, but like these sons of bitches sat before the fucking Senate and before the American public, and were asked about this, and their response was, "Precedent is precedent, and I will maintain precedent." And they they all they all voted against it. So crazy. I hope that uh, hope that you know while uh, maybe. Because again, this is on Tuesday. You're listening to this, so hopefully, while you enjoyed our independence, let us uh, also remember that independence is uh, a little bit more limited now for yeah. at least half the population. And it doesn't affect me, but it affects me. We're lucky to live. We are very lucky to live at least where we do. We yeah. are very lucky to live where we do. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, <laughs> love you. That's what we're here for. All right, everybody. Love you guys. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. I hope All you right. have some fun this weekend. Stay classy, San Diego. Goodbye. Beers End is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Beers and Podcast and on Twitter at Beers and One. That's on Twitter at Beers and the number one. Or shoot us an email at Beers and Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. 
If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.